Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Thursday, December 7th, 2023, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. Everything presented on this show is for entertainment and informational purposes only. This would be one of those podcasts where it's either going to be something you really appreciate or you're like, well, Stan, you just fell on your face. Uh, And uh, we'll just take the chance and see what happens. Today, I'm going to do a show. I could literally find a hundred of these in the Bible. And I did not put together a message, like I say, a three-point message that, um, you know, when you are trying to communicate to people, you usually have like a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you have three points of support. You know, there's all kind of nice stuff you can do when you, uh, when you put a message together. And I'm usually pretty good at that. Today, however, <laughs> I'm throwing all that out the window. And I'm just going to share with you 10 scripture verses about God's protection because my friends right now excuse the mic handling noise um, this country is in so need of God's protection because this country has completely abandoned God and I in my humble opinion God's judgment is on the country because he's taken his hand of protection off of the country for the most part. But for those who fear him and trust him and venerate him, he will not forsake you. So even though the country may be forsaken, the individual believer still has protection from God if he trusts the Lord. Trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Trust that he must abide in Christ and must keep the commands of Christ in order to receive that protection and favor. So I just picked 10 I'm going to share about protection. You could pick another 10 and be just as, you know, probably be just as satisfied hearing those because there's a lot of them. Uh, It's just overwhelming when you look at, at these scriptures because God overwhelmingly He puts himself out there to protect his own. And he is serious about it. You know, the scripture says, 
I wonder where it says that. I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, that my God is a warrior. I'm going to see if I can find it. Uh, Exodus 15.3, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Yep. The Lord goes forth like a mighty one. He stirs up his zeal like a warrior. The Lord your God is among you. He is mighty to save. The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exalt over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. That's Zephaniah 3.17. Jeremiah 20.11. Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 11. But the Lord is with me as a dread warrior. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble. They will not overcome me. They will be greatly shamed, for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. Man, that is awesome. So he is able to protect you. Because my God is a warrior. He does not mess around. He does not play. He does not play. Let's start with Proverbs. And I'm, I'm literally just jumping around between Old and New Testament. I picked out 10 verses to share and I hopefully this is just something that will, you know, that you can soak in. Scripture that you can soak in about protection. I mean, if you are a caregiver of the disabled, my God, it, the the job has has was has always been hard. It's gotten harder. And, you know, I do so many shows on the financial stuff right now because the financial system is collapsing. The financial system is imploding. There's going to be a new financial system, in my humble opinion. I think I've done a lot to support that notion. But that's up to you. Uh, I was looking, I know this is strange, not really strange, but... Um, I was looking at a couple knives that I bought, like for bushcrafting and that kind of stuff. And I I bought one of them. It was like maybe nine years ago, eight years ago, eight years ago. Uh, a nice, and it was in Ontario, which is made in America. Nice steel. It's the one that they give actually the Air Force pilots. Like if they have to leave a plane that's been down or whatever, they can get out of the plane and then use that to help themselves survive along with some other stuff. But it's, you know, it's well-made. It's a good steal, etc. cetera. Uh, I paid, I think, $37 for that knife. I just looked on Amazon 
for the same knife. And apparently, the Ontario um, plant has was closed down. I read in one of the comments. Really makes me sad because they're really good knives. If you can still get one, maybe you would consider that. Uh, that's up to you. <clears throat> but anyway, the new, the same model. It's eighty-two dollars. I mean, that's, you know, that's about 12% inflation a year. Something like that. Give or take. I just use that because it's something I I, um, uh, experienced in the last day. And caregivers. I mean, you are experiencing this with food, with shelter, with the medical costs and the medical supplies that you need to care for the disabled. Is that there, there is no other time like right now to trust the Lord. <clears throat> if you are doing this on your own without the Lord, I beg you and plead you to please turn your lives over to the Lord Jesus Christ, because he is worthy. Let's look at these scriptures about protection. Because in my humble opinion, there's there's going to be a war that America's involved in. I mean, look at, you know, I, I saw Dick Durbin on the floor of the, uh, I, I think of the House or the Senate. I can't remember what that guy is. I just, I'm, I'm not a, a huge fan. But um, he, you know, we, we all know that you know, like five to 10,000 uh, illegal immigrants are coming across the southern border. Many of them are military-age men. I say it again, military-age men coming across without families, you know, without wives and children. Because, you know, if they were fleeing a bad country, you know, a country that was in, you know, upheaval or whatever, they, they would come with their family. But they're not coming with the family. They're coming with other intentions in my humble opinion and they may have been expressed by dick durbin the other day when he petitioned his uh, contemporaries uh to allow illegal immigrants you can call them by some other name if you want to this is the only thing that's coming to my mind allow them to join the military and then after so many years of, quote, faithful service, unquote, uh, they can become citizens of the United States. Well, right now, they're citizens of another country. And, you know, I've talked about, like, the FEMA camps and so forth. It's like, who do you think might be running those camps and who would have no compulsion of, like, uh, delivering evil to people who, you know... Who, who decided to walk into a FEMA camp. You need protection. I need protection. Our protection comes from the Lord. Our protection comes from the Lord. I admonish you to to trust the Lord Jesus with your very life. And I'm going to share some of these scriptures with you now. Proverbs 30, verse 5. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. So the psalmist, in this case, that would be David. 
has examined the scriptures and every word of God proves true. And of course, the Bible now has been with us for thousands of years, and yet people have not been able to disprove, you know, the naysayers to disprove the word of God. God's word is faithful. Jesus Christ himself is the word of God. And that's the gospel of John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus Christ is the word of God. And how you get to know God is to read the word of God. That's how you get to know the Lord and to trust him. That's why it's so important when you say every word of God proves true. God is trustworthy. He is the word of God and he is trustworthy. And he is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Second Timothy Chapter 4, verse 18. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I shared a little bit yesterday just about, you know, some of the stuff that's happened to us at EA. Um... But the Lord has rescued me from every evil deed. And I do trust that he will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. My God, if, you're, if you are a disabled person or special needs or a caregiver of such, you know about evil that has been done to you whether it's the system or some just mean person. That is unfortunately a commonality among those dealing with disability. 2 Samuel 22, 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 32. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God. So I want to mention this for two things. First of all, who is God but, our, but the Lord? There are so many disclosures about aliens and UFOs that they're getting ready, the powers that be, to disclose, um, or it's the, alien, quote, aliens themselves, who I personally believe, and again, your mileage may vary, this is my humble opinion, that they are nothing more than the fallen angels. Now, they certainly have power, but they do not have all power. And so, in 2 Samuel, when the scripture says, for who is God but the Lord, keep in mind that there is only one God with a capital G. All else are small g's, and they're not really God at all. For who is God but the Lord? God is the, is the one who delivered the Israelites and parted the Red Sea. God is the one 
who spun the world into existence with his very word and breath. And God is the one who came to this earth to save a fallen mankind, not the fallen angels who were cast down from heaven because of their ill repute and their following of Lucifer, who became Satan when he was cast down. Keep this in mind, for who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? You know, it, not, not to bash, but to have a conversation, because I grew up Catholic, and I'm not Catholic anymore, but, you know, the Catholics believe that Peter, you know, was uh, the rock, he, that he was the one that the church would be built on. Uh, bear with me a second here because I did have uh, that. It's going to just take me a second here. Uh-huh. Matthew 16, 18, and you know, and I tell and Jesus says, and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, the rock is God. And especially when you go back and do a study of all the times the word rock is used in the Old Testament, especially in the Psalms, uh you, you will find that God is the rock because man, no man, no man, no woman, no man is worthy to have a church built upon them and is not strong enough, is not trustworthy enough so that even the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. No, the Lord is the rock. The Lord is the rock, as it says in 2 Samuel. For who is God but the Lord, and who is a rock except our God? It's very important to understand that there's a reason why those two statements were brought together in that one verse. For who is God but the Lord? So the Lord is God, and who is a rock except our God? So there's no other rock. Who is a rock except our God? There is no other rock. Who is a rock except our God? That means there is no other rock. And who is God but the Lord? The Lord is the rock. That is who you depend on. Psalm 27 Verse 1, I love Psalm 27. I would admonish you to read the whole thing. Because it's kind of all about what we're talking about. I wrote a song about this <clears throat> ages ago. And I've been thinking about putting it on the new record that I'm working on. So we'll see. But this is Psalm 27, verse 1 of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So when we trust God, who is our light and salvation, there is no one we should fear. And the Lord is the stronghold of my life. In other words, he's like a fortress. Of whom shall I be afraid? I'll get to it, but it's, you know, it's like the, the, the tower that we run into when there's trouble. Ephesians 6.11. This brings on that, you know, there are certain things that we need to do. And one of them is this. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. The devil is continually working against you, continually working against me, continually working against believers. And as we move through the end times, which I believe that we're just waiting for the Antichrist to appear, which would mark the beginning of the tribulation, which in my estimation and humble opinion is three and a half years, not seven. Because three times in Revelation... It says how long it is, 1,260 days. It says time, times, and half a times. That's three and a half years. And it also says 42 months. Those are all the same amount of time. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And it goes on in, you know, Ephesians to talk about, and after you've done all, to stand. So you won't be able to stand unless you have the whole armor of God. Now I'll leave you to, to, you know, to look at that in in Ephesians uh, chapter 6, at the rest of the, the parts of the armor. But it's so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. Because he is working all the time because he hates mankind. It breaks my heart when I look at the youth of today, you know, the those who are grown up, they're in grade school, high school, college, since around the year 2000, and I'm just estimating, we have now a culture who has completely been indoctrinated into at least the occult light, I would call it. The satanic magic. Through things especially like Harry Potter. You know, parents were not watching over as the, their children became indoctrinated with this. Someone who is enamored with Harry Potter is not going to be putting on the whole armor of God to stand against the devil. They are literally swallowing the swords that the devil cast towards them. And in doing so, embrace their own destruction. So I just admonish you to put all that away and trust the Lord Jesus Christ and to put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand 
against the schemes of the devil. Second Corinthians chapter four, verses eight and nine. We are afflicted. Let me just say this. You know, I mentioned yesterday about, you know, some of the things that we've gone through. And especially if you are disabled and or are a caregiver and going through this with those who you care care for. And I'm talking on a personal level, like mom and dad go taking care of their kid. Because the, the folks who even work in an institution, they are not really going through. Yeah, they see some of the stuff that a disabled person can suffer with, but they are not truly afflicted. They get to go home and leave it all behind. But for those who are really dealing with disability that are affected, the scripture says we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. The Lord knows that in this earth and during the time that you are here is that the devil is warring and this world is warring against you if you are a believer. And it says we are afflicted in every way but not crushed, perplexed. In other words, you're kind of thinking, what, what is going on? But, you, you know, in trusting the Lord, you can say that you are not driven to despair, as many would experience. Persecuted. That one is self-explanatory, but not forsaken. God will never forsake you, never Struck down, but not destroyed. In other words, you're going to take hits when you fight, but not destroyed. And just remember that your God is a warrior. Psalm 34, verse 7. The angel of the Lord and camps around those who fear him and delivers them. My God, that's encouraging. You think you have nobody around you, especially you dealing with disability, or you are disabled, you're a special needs. You have been abandoned by maybe at least one parent Maybe your sister, maybe your brother. Maybe you got kicked out of a, an institution. Maybe you are the caregiver who has been left alone, except for those in your charge, that your husband left you or your wife left you. Unfortunately, most of the time, the husband leaves. That's just the numbers. You know, in disability, when catastrophic disability comes, 80% of the marriages fail and 90% bankrupt. 
You tell me that's not some hard stuff. It is. But the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. I have been praying recently, personally, that I would have the fear of God continually so that I would not misstep, so that I would not give in to the wiles of the devil. And now when I read this, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. Jesus, give us the fear of the Lord and deliver us. And reinforcing that is Psalm 91, verse 1. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. If you are trusting God, then you are also abiding in Him. That's the mark of salvation to me. Because you have to trust the Lord. You have to trust the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. That his death paid for your sin and my sin. But he also said, you know, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. And he basically said, abide in me. Abide in the shadow of the Almighty. That's protection. Jesus said in the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 33, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. With his atoning death, he has overcome the world. And in him, you have peace. You may have peace. That's if you accept what he did for you and accept the fact, believe that God raised him from the dead. And opposite of that, in the world you have tribulation. There's tribulation and there is, you know, the tribulation is coming, my friends. The real tribulation the wrath of the devil is really a, a definition of 
the tribulation. Some people call that the great tribulation. I don't believe that the, um, the Bible ever uses the word great. But that is the tribulation of the devil that comes in the earlier parts of the book of Revelation. Like when the seals are opened. You will have tribulation. Hmm. But Jesus has overcome the world. That's why he's worthy of trust. And finally, it's one of my favorite Psalms when it comes to disability. Is Psalm 41. This is talking about someone who has regard for the weak. But Psalm 41. Verse 2 says, the Lord protects him. Now again, it's talking about the person who has regard for the weak. And to me especially, that's the disabled. That's the, the, uh, the special needs folks. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. So, I believe, you know, that the folks who are trusting the Lord, you know, the people who run the World Economic Forum and the UN and, and that have used these terms like useless mouths and useless eaters have been used against especially the disabled. Pretty soon with AI, there's going to be a lot more, quote, useless eaters because Many people won't have a job that used to have a job because the computer will do it. AI will do it. Artificial intelligence will do it. But those who have regard for the weak, oh, my friends, I'm telling you. I want to see. Let's see. Yeah, I can go and read this full chapter here. Not the full chapter, first three or four verses. Psalm 41, blessed is the one who considers the poor. Now, this is the ESV. Let me change this. I know it's not everybody's favorite, but I'm going to change it to the New International Version. Okay, blessed. this is Psalm 41, verse 1. Blessed are those who have regard for the weak. The Lord delivers them in times of trouble. So again, for protection, you know, when it comes, do you need deliverance? Oh yeah, who's, who's there to deliver you? The Lord. Blessed are those. Now this is conditional, don't you think? Blessed are those who have regard for the weak. The Lord delivers them in times of trouble. The Lord protects and preserves them. They are counted among the blessed in the land. He does not give them over to the desire of their foes. Reference that with Psalm 27. Because a, a similar experience, you know, is recorded by the psalmist of not being given over, of not being given over to the desire 
of his foes. Back to Psalm 41, verse 3, the Lord sustains them on their sickbed and restores them from their bed of illness. So even when the caregiver, the one who has regard for the weak, gets sick, the Lord sustains them on their sickbed and restores them from their bed of illness. Folks, in the world that we live in now, in my humble opinion, we are desperately in need of protection. I want to pray right now for everyone, especially for the, the caregivers and the disabled, but for everyone and for me, because we know that the devil's arrows and darts come our way. Lord Jesus, thank you for this scripture that you've given us to consider all of the ways that you have provided protection for the believer. I pray for those hearing right now that they would choose to believe you, to believe that you came to this earth fully God and fully man, fulfilling the law as an Israelite, as a Jew, and living the perfect life, being the unblemished lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice acceptable to God and your death on the cross was payment for sin because the scripture says there is no remission of sin without the sinning, excuse me, no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. And that God raised you from the dead and you have given us eternal life if we choose to believe you and to abide in you. The theme of abiding you goes all through these scriptures of protection. You are the vine and we are the branches. We can do nothing without you. We must abide in you so that we won't burn, so that we won't be the branches that are cut off and pruned and burned. Lord Jesus, give us the strength to believe. And God, give us the protection as your children. And in your name, Jesus, because we're only your children when we abide in you. In your name, Jesus, we pray and thank you. Amen. Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. You can go to the donate page at www.encouragingangels.org. And you can use your plastic card to give through Cornerstone, or you can send something to our P.O. box. Don't forget, you know, we need protection. We, we've, we talked about a couple times when you've got to do things about trusting God and about putting on the full armor of God. There's a lot of things you need to do, you know. When you, when you have regard for the weak, you don't only just like them, you're going to do things to provide for them. And one of those is a civil defense. That uh, Jack Lawson, who wrote the book, Civil Defense Manual, has done for all of us who were not military. There is so much information in the 950-page, two-volume set that cost $100. Can you imagine uh, something that's so 
you know, the subject matter is so broad that it's been condensed down for you to have a reference when things go sideways that uh, you just won't be wondering. You'll be able to research what to do. And, and of course, the best thing to do is to do, re- do that research before everything happens. Incredible author Jack Lawson, along with NC Scout, who wrote on communications, Navy SEAL Matt Bracken, who wrote on night fighting, Sam Culper, who wrote on area study and intelligence, and Jack writing on the Neighborhood Protection Team. That is someone who has regard for the weak, who, 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 you know, who, who would take the time to avail themselves of a resource like this so that they would ha- know what to do when it comes to all the issues with water and food and, and nuclear uh, you know, fallout protection and communications and all the rest of it. That's regard. That is regard that you would care enough about those in your charge that you would care to provide a civil defense for them. Um, Because unfortunately, your government has not, in my humble opinion. Nothing from what I can see. Again, civildefensemanual.com. Check it out, please. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. Thank you for being with us today. Please share this podcast. Would you please, on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Podbean or Spotify or what have you, FM Play or whatever, um, there's a little share button. It's the square box with the arrow jumping out of it. You can, you can just click on that and send it to a family member, a friend. Uh, please help us grow this po- podcast organically. We have been beset numerous times where we've got into the, you know, the hundreds and hundreds and knocked way down. I mean, numerous times, folks. <laughs> so please, please share this. And again, if you can support, please support. God bless you. Uh, this is Stan Samansky. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. And I look forward to seeing you right here next time.